0: Good job. A
1: round of applause for these guys. <laughs>
0: well done, guys. Amazing. I love how Jesus can enter into someone's life and just transform it right in the moment.
1: Um, and he just loves to serve us in that way. Right, I'm going to hand over the mic to Paddy and James. Woo!
2: Can you Thank
0: you. Right. Are we have the reading. Yeah, um, we're going to do the reading a little bit differently today. So um, it's going to be from John 13. So if you have a Bible with you, if you have your phone, um, get it out, follow along. Otherwise, um, it's going to be a recording. It's going to be like a little bit of music on the back of it. So just close your eyes, allow actually like the word to, to speak to you. Sound all right? Simon, are we on? chapter 13
3: Jesus washes his disciples feet before the Passover celebration Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father he had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth and now he loved them to the very end it was time for supper and the devil had already prompted Judas son of Simon Iscariot to betray Jesus Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything, that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, "Lord."
1: You're going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I am doing, but someday you will.
3: No. Peter protested, you will never, ever wash my feet.
1: Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me.
3: Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands and, and head as well, Lord, not just my feet. Jesus replied,
1: a person who has bathed all over does not need to wash, except for the feet, to be entirely clean and you disciples are clean, but not all of you.
3: For Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. After washing their feet, he put on
1: his robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them.
3: Jesus predicts his betrayal. I am not saying that. I
2: hope you caught that. felt I was like back in my sixth form days, like listening to hip hop. <laughs> This is a really proud day uh, for us as a church uh, because this guy who appeared here six years or so ago as our very first youth worker uh, got selected by the Church of England for ministry, has trained over the last three years, writing all sorts of essays, completing his dissertation only last month. And last Saturday, uh, some of us, because of COVID, Uh, not all of us, some of us gathered in Chichester Cathedral where the Bishop of Chichester uh, laid hands on Paddy and ordained him in the Church of England. (laughs) Wicked. Which is really exciting because Jesus laid his hands on the disciples and breathed on them the Holy Spirit 2,000 years ago. They found some other decent people breathed the Holy Spirit on them, laid hands on them and appointed them as leaders in the church. They found some other decent people and did that down the ages, even through the Protestant Reformation. We retained that unbroken succession of godly people laying their hands on others to send them and appoint them for ministry. And that has gone on and rolled on even to the Bishop of Chichester coming along to Paddy on the 26th of June and laying hands on him. So from Jesus down the ages... That's incredible, isn't it? Now we are going to lead him in some public oaths this morning, which he has to take in public worship in front of us. But this is not exclusively about Paddy, because we wanted to bring to you a prophetic picture of what we believe Jesus wanted to do amongst us today, and as we go forward into the summer, preparing our hearts for all that lies ahead. If prophetic doesn't mean anything to you, a picture that is real for God in heaven that he wants us to catch so that we, as we respond to it in our lives, what is real in heaven becomes real here in earth. Um, So so that's what we wanted to do this morning and bring to you the picture of Jesus washing his disciples' feet. An incredible story that we've just heard from John chapter 13. Now we're going to refer to that really quickly. Paddy, first question, why on earth doesn't Jesus wash the whole of them? Why does he just wash their feet? Yeah. Why doesn't he get like the pressure hose out and just blitz every part of them? <laughs> you know, a bit like the car wash a week ago <laughs> when the youth were doing everything. Why does Jesus just wash their feet and not wash all of them? Yeah, yeah so, so in that reading
0: recording, they kind of really like highlighted the fact that Peter... Kind of put on some emotion, was shocked, and said, "Like wash all of me." And um, what you find in that passage in verse ten, Jesus says, "Like those who have bathed have already been made clean and do not need to." So he's really referring to the fact that like when you when you accept Jesus into your life, when you follow Jesus and are a disciple to him, he has made you entirely clean already. And um, and so the picture that we get from from this passage is that the 2000 years ago they'd walk around in open-toed sandals like these lovely women on the front row and Caleb and amidst that they'd walk around in the dust they'd walk around in the dirt standing in god knows what from who knows kind of animal and like their feet would just be physically dirty and like often you see this an outward representation of something going on internally and i think as much as these disciples these followers of jesus had been made clean By the work of Jesus, they recognize that they still walk in this world, a world that is full of of pain and sufferings, full of disappointment, full of pressures from every which direction. And Jesus is like revealing to us the notion that every day we need to be refreshed once again. There's parts of ourselves that need to be clean because of the dirt of this world that we walk through and trample through.
2: Does that make sense? So, Paddy, what you're saying is, because of Jesus, we've received Jesus, we're clean before God, Yeah. we're clean inside, Mm. but we walk in the world with the evil and darkness and challenges that we face, and it sticks on us, and Jesus is coming to just wash us clean and prepare us for his road ahead. Every day. Okay, awesome. What does that teach us about Jesus and what a wonderful king he is? Yeah. Um... I think I want to draw
0: out two things, both like his love and his humility. There's, um, it was striking for me at least. It talks about Jesus. He loved his disciples until the very end. Talking about like the manner in which Jesus loved. He loved with all of himself. He loved with everything he had and he reveals to us what it means to, to love with all of yourself. Not just part of yourself, but all of yourself. And also just the, the pure fact that he loved those who, who followed him, those who didn't follow him yet, and those who would come to follow him, he loved them until the very last breath of his mortal life as well, that he poured out on the cross. So he, he loved us till the very end. And also he revealed to us his humility, in which foot washing, this exceptionally exceptionally humiliating exercise, it wasn't beneath Jesus. Constantly we're told that like the high king of heaven Like all these wonderful royal titles that we ascribe to Jesus, he also is reminding us that he also comes to us in the form of a servant to serve us. So he comes to us full of love, but also full of humility to serve us.
2: And isn't that a great picture for leadership? You know, it's not pumping ourselves up with steroids, but the leader, Jesus Christ, who came and came to serve and pour out his life And came to wash feet in that humiliating way to give us an example as the passage says yeah awesome Uh, so what what can we all take away how can how can we live out in response our lives uh to jesus and what's going on in this bible story
0: yeah um i think we'll often use language as as christians like not just someone like ordained for for ministry that we want our lives to serve god we want to we want to serve god we want to serve god and his kingdom um, but when you read passages like this, you're reminded that actually, unless you allow God to serve you, unless you allow Jesus to wash your feet, he said it himself, like you have no part in me, but he actually, he needs to serve you. And then as you go through the passage and we heard it, that he says, actually, like I've set you this example, just as I have done now, you also go. And it sets for us this, this radical culture of humble service. That um, even though we know the king of the universe, even though he dwells within us and made his home within us, he has transformed our identity. Serving others is still not below us as well. And that's why we, we get, it's not just an inconvenience or this like obligation for us, but it's such a privilege to be able to, to wash the feet of those around us. Whether it's our brothers and sisters like in in church, or not physically like in the body. Or even washing people like when we share the good news of Jesus to people outside of the church as well. That's what we get to serve other people in that regard. We get to refresh them. We get to wash off whether the, the disappointment, the pressure, the the pain of life that they pick up. That sound alright?
2: Three questions. Number one, what is Jesus by his power and by his Holy Spirit washing off your life to cleanse you, to make you ready and fit for his purposes in this world? What is he washing off the external that we pick up in this life? What's he washing off you? Second question, what could it look like if we followed his example and we 're just the most serving servant hearted people ever, you know, never too much trouble. I remember when some of our young young guys went off to a Christian festival uh, a couple of years ago. they developed a culture during those five days where they were trying to outdo each other to do the worst jobs, to wash up to um, help somebody who couldn't erect their tent or whatever it was you know what would it be like if we lived that out if we if we were out trying to outdo each other to lay down our lives and to serve one another and what would it be like if we took that culture of servant-hearted love from who we are as a people before God and we breathe that out to everybody around us you now let me let me serve you to our neighbors, to our households, to our work colleagues, whatever. Okay? Up for it? Who's up for it? Great. Okay. Now, we're going to do two things. We're going to do Paddy's oath, and then we're going to release uh, a prophetic picture to you and let Jesus minister to you uh, just before we close this service, and we'll explain that in a minute. Um, I'm going to lead us through um, something now. It has to be done in the public assembly um, as he's been ordained. So this will go to the diocesan registrar. I just want to give a couple of uh, jargon uh, busting uh, <laughs> bit of help. <laughs> if you hear Catholic and you think, oh my goodness, I didn't realize the Pope was in charge of this church, and are we all Catholics now? Catholic in this sense means universal or worldwide or including all Christians down the ages it's like the all-encompassing church of Jesus okay secondly you're going to hear paddy promise to use only forms of service authorized and permitted in the canons that means the the legal constitution of the church of england now i just want you to know that oaths and vows are really important to us and We meet, it's important that you know this, with the bishop's full blessing, full permission, how we meet. So he's not taking these oaths, and we're not taking these oaths with a bit of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Because those of us who are married made oaths to our husbands or our wives, which count and are made in God's sight. And we're called to be truthful, not to bear false witness. Um, And so I just want you to know that the services that we have here and the freedom that God has blessed us with is also blessed by our bishop who has authorized these types of services. So he's going to say this in full conscience and with good heart. Is that all right? Let's stand together. I think you'll be able to follow along if you look at the screen. The Church of England is part of the one holy, catholic, and apostolic church, worshipping the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It professes the faith uniquely revealed in the holy scriptures and set forth in the Catholic creeds, which faith the church is called upon to proclaim afresh in each generation. Led by the Holy Spirit, it has borne witness to Christian truth In its historic formularies, the 39 Articles of Religion, the Book of Common Prayer, and the ordering of bishops, priests, and deacons. Reverend Patrick James Donovan, in the declaration you are about to make, will you affirm your loyalty to this inheritance of faith as your inspiration and guidance under God in bringing the grace and truth of Christ to this generation and making him known to those in your care? I,
0: Patrick James Donovan, do so affirm and accordingly declare my belief in the faith which is revealed in the Holy Scriptures and set forth in the Catholic creeds and to which the historic formularies of the Church of England bear witness and in public prayer and in administration of the sacraments, I will use only the forms
2: of service which are authorized or allowed by canon. This declaration was publicly and openly made by the said Reverend Patrick James Donovan in the parish of Chanctonbury here in Ashington Church in the presence of the congregation there assembled at the time of divine service on Sunday the fourth day of July in the year of our Lord 2021. And I think we should give him a big round of applause, Sherry. We want to just prophesy the most fruitful ministry that flourishes and brings hundreds of thousands of people to Jesus and transforms the Church of England to be a beacon of light and hope and presence to this nation. And I pray that, Paddy, you go further and higher than we could ever dream of here in Chank, that you would be sent out by the Lord to transform this world to the glory of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Now, we've got a few moments uh, left, and what we're going to do is actually uh, wash this guy's feet. as a prophetic picture, so do sit down for a moment. I would just say, um, if we grab a chair, sit on the chair. Um, If any kids are not sitting that close and you want to just check it out and draw in a bit closer, then you're very welcome. We're going to wash this guy's feet. And the focus is not Paddy, but even as we do this, and uh, Liam and the guys will just quietly just worship over us for a minute. Let Jesus meet with you, and by his spirit, just fill your life, and cleanse your life, and and wash your life with his holy presence to prepare you for all that that he's got for you and lies ahead.